hour number two of the G.I. Jake show right here on Fan Run Radio. You all are a mess right uh, now. I love this. My goodness. I'm, I couldn't even pour Marcus my powder in my Celsius. I agree with anything he says. What? I can agree with what I can no, say. No, you just rile me up. No, I know. What I say is what I believe. I don't just say whatever I want. I'm a Celtics fan, but I think this guy's better than Pierce. The greatest Celtic, arguably one of the greatest Celtics of all time. I'm just saying, if you're asking me to take the prime of Mello. I... Okay, you take prime Mello and go see how many games you're going to win. Selfish player, man. <laughs> all right. Average, yeah. Maybe average Again, two assists coming, his whole career. Coming from a LeBron fan. Oh, the guy's 27, 7, and 7 for he's his career. The, he's the most selfish guy I've ever met. Where do you – oh, my – Marcus, just go to the phone. Just crazy. go to Jordan, Let's please. get Jordan God. in here next. Somebody with some sense. I can't wait for this. Jordan, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How's it going today? Uh, Fantastic. I want to call I want to call in. I'm going to try to get on the good graces of Brett's side today. Yeah. I'll take Paul Pierce over yes. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Paul Pierce is the better player. He's better defensively. He's better offensively. Uh, Melo More in clutch. his career only average. Melo in his career only averaged three more points a game on five more shots. Well, let me ask. Uh, I bet he took a, hundreds of more shots uh, too. Let me ask yeah. you this real quick: If you say, yeah. let's say you throw in Melo into the mix of a KG and a Ray Allen, do you think that they don't win a championship? Uh, I think the ball probably gets stuck in Carmelo's hands way more often than it did in Paul Pierce's hands. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul mm-hmm. Pierce took a back seat uh, with the big three for them to win the championship. He let KG lead that team. It was almost uh, more about Rondo, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. see, I You also have to think there's a lot of components to it. I do agree he'd probably hold the ball more than, than Pierce did. But, you know, we know what KG is. KG is not going to, like, let a teammate bring him down. Like, he's going to say something. I, I could see him putting Melo in his place. Plus. Also, also on the Denver Nuggets, that, that team uh, you guys were talking about earlier with Bill Ups and Iverson, all those guys, besides Melo, I think he was like 27, 28, all those guys were 31, 32 years old. It wasn't like Iverson was 38 and Billups was 36. They were still in their early 30s. Iverson actually averaged 18 points a game that year. He was the second-leading scorer for the Nuggets. They had the second-best record in the West. They just so happened to run into the second-greatest player of all time, Kobe Bryant, uh, who knocked the Nuggets out. So, yeah, Who's the um, first? Just to double-check. Uh, Michael Jordan. Okay, cool. That's uh, right. I'll try and get him on your side all of a sudden. <laughs> he hates being against but, you, No, I, I mean, I, at that time, you know, I did like the big three of the Boston Celtics. I did want them to win that championship. My dad, my dad grew up a massive, massive Larry Bird fan, a Boston Celtics fan. So growing up as a kid, you know, I watched a lot of Celtics games, heard all the, the stories from back in the day. So that year when they got that big three, you know, I wanted them to win it for my dad. He was such a diehard fan, so I did. I did kind of cheer for him that year and watch that team how they developed uh, that entire season. And and Pierce did take a step back uh, with that team to allow Ray Allen and KG um, to fit into that roster nicely and for KG to take over. Uh, but I, I would, me personally, I'm taking Paul Pierce, especially if I want to win, um, because he's more efficient, better scorer, better defender. And he also understands to be able to get other people involved. Melo just jacked a ton of shots up. I mean, he, he the ball stuck in his hand a lot. It really did. I mean, that's the thing with Carmelo Anthony is he loved to shoot the ball. If there were 10 seconds left, he's got the ball at half court. You know he's not passing the ball. It didn't matter if he had to pull up from the logo. He was going to take the shot regardless. 
Yeah, I mean, and also, you know, before the big three even got there, um, Pierce and really the only other guy on the team was Antoine Walker. Pierce pretty much led uh, the Celtics to an Eastern Conference Finals uh, and lost to the Pacers 4-2 to in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Melo, he made one Eastern Conference Finals, and that was with that Nuggets team that ran into the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty close. It's not like this big gap, big difference in my opinion, but you know, I, I think I would take – I think I'd definitely take Pierce. I also think Pierce had more – and I, I this, this is why I like uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe so much more. I also think Pierce had a little bit more of that dog in him. And what Carmelo? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's I, I would agree with that. I mean, he's and to me that's to me that's one of the big separators. You know, uh, I'm and I'm sure Brett's there, Jake's there with me. I'm the I'm of the old school mindset of I want that dog mentality. I want that dog eat dog of I'm taking I'm coming I'm taking everything you have type mentality in sports. That's why you know I, I towards the end of his career I started really liking Tom Brady because he had that MJ type mindset. Um, and Pierce had that. He he had that type of mentality. And I'll, I'm always going to, if if it's close, I'm always going to elevate those guys who have that old school mentality over some of, especially the younger generation who don't have that type of mentality. Which is why you know, kind of reverting this to the Tennessee basketball team, which is why you know, not only is he good, but I'm a big Dalton Connect fan because he has that mentality. He has the old school mentality of you know. I'm the best player on this court. I'm going to prove I'm the best player on the court. And he likes to chirp a little bit. Admiral Schofield was the same way, which is why I was a big Schofield fan, too. He would chirp, he would get into it, and then he would prove it on the basketball court. So I'm always going to kind of elevate those guys a little bit more over the other ones. No, I mean, I I completely understand. And that's, I think, why we loved Juwan Jennings as much as we did as a Vols player and why we want to see him succeed in the NFL because – He's a guy that's going to talk, but he backs his game up. He's probably one of the strongest guys out there at receiver because he's he blocks so well. He goes out there and he puts his all into it. He's hard to take down. You saw that in that touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, it took like two or three guys to try to wrap around him. But, yeah, no, I totally get that. And I, to clarify, because I know, I know the narrative Brett tried to spin was that I'm not really much of a Celtics fan because I would choose Melo over Pierce. Mm-hmm. I love that dog that Pierce has. That's why I became a Celtics fan was because of him. But to me, I you know I think about that, <laughs> think about that offense that Melo could have brought, and you never know. Maybe Doc could have been a better influence than whatever his name was, Carl over at, at Denver. You know, maybe KG and, and could have been a better influence than what he was dealing with in his young age. You never know. So, um, well, I mean, the one thing Mark Melo did was he did take he he proved he could take a backseat. Now, and when he went to the Olympics and played. With you know some other great players, the dream team, the dream team, the redeem team, you know, and he was, he was a key a component for that. But uh, but that's a little different when you're playing with those guys compared to, you know, what he played with in the pros. But you know, besides Syracuse, <laughs> you know that was um, the best run he made in in basketball. And and before I get off here and give your guys time back, I got on Brett's a little bit of good good side here. Now I'm gonna get back on his bad side because I'm gonna <laughs> reiterate something that Stephen A. Smith said yesterday. That I've been saying for a while, LeBron James ruined the NBA dunk contest, okay. and the All Star Weekend has turned into a complete crap show, and it pretty much has for every sport except for Major League Baseball. So, what did LeBron, what they, LeBron, Jordan? What do you want him to do, though? I don't understand. Be competitive. For, for what the All Star game? Be, I, I want him to be competitive. That's what I want. I want them to show up. But guys are pulling from, like Durant said, they're pulling from 30, 40 feet. 
I mean, that's normally a good defense when somebody's shooting from that far. Brett, you're not you, – you, Brett, you're not – They're not going to play hard, though. They're not. You're not trying to argue that they're actually trying to play defense in the NBA All-Star game. Okay, but it's an All-Star game. They're not going to take it seriously anymore. Go – they're not – okay, go back and let – today, yo, they're not going to take it seriously anymore. And, that's, and that, to me, right there, is a problem with the entire younger generation. That's, that's the problem. I'm not even that young. This entire, young, this entire younger generation don't want to put – that's just like Jalen Brown. Let's get on Jalen Brown for a second saying, oh, we should lower the uh, games required to play to, what did he say, 58 or 59 for us to get these awards. Dude, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play the game of basketball that you play three times a week, and you want to have to play less games than you're currently playing so you can get more money. It's an absolutely ridiculous, pathetic mindset of this younger generation that they want everything, but they don't want to put any effort into getting what they want. Someone was paying me $300 million. I'd be on the floor every time they told me. I don't know if they realize, but the cap's going to go down. If you don't play as many games, the cap's going to go down because you're not making as much money. I mean, so. How, How about this? Jalen Brown, you don't want to play 82 games a year. You don't. You don't want to. You don't, you don't want to have to what play 65 games for an award. That's fine. You're a brand new mega biggest deal ever in NBA history. Well, you're not getting that now. We're going to cut that in half. Since you only want to play half the games, you're not getting 60 million dollars a year. You're getting 25 million dollars a year. And I guarantee he'll shut up and he'll start playing. The problem is they. The problem is you're giving all these guys these massive contracts, and then you're letting them sit and not have to play. And it's feeding into, I can get all this money and put in half the effort to have to get all this money. That's a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous they, mindset. Well, they don't play any defense in the regular season, much less in an all-star game. And that's game, a problem. That's, the Celtics that's, that's scored one. I mean, they're scoring more points offensively than they ever have in yeah. any season right now. And It's a problem. And, Brett, here's the thing. You know, and I, I, I've said this before. Yes, are the players more skilled today than ever before? Hundred percent. Yes. 100% yes. Mm-hmm. Are there better shooters in the NBA mm-hmm. than ever before? Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Does analytics drive the offense being better in today's NBA than it ever has with the spacing and the threes and the rims? Yes. But threes also, more than two. <laughs> but but also we also have to say this too: the game's officiated way different today than even if it was not. Let's not even go back to the '90s, which was the '80s, the most physical era in basketball. The game is officiated today way different than it was just 12 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago. And they allow the offense to run in, like just create ridiculous contact and, and get rewarded for it and get to the free throw touch line. Fouls, man. And, and they don't allow the defender to even touch anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. What they, they need to change the rules to allow you to actually be able to play defense. You cannot play It's the same thing in the NFL with you know the defensive back role of touching mm-hmm. and holding and all this other stuff, you're not in today's world. Everybody wants points, 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 points. They want excitement. They want to be excited every second of every game, everything they watch because of the social media climate of a phone being in our face. We always want to be entertained every second of every day. Yeah, and it's and and now they're changing the rules to appease that for people to turn in. And to me, it's ruined the game of basketball, especially at the highest level, because I mean it's just I don't want to. Me personally, I'm, like I said once again, I'm old school. I don't want to see 141 to 139 every single night. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. It's to, yes, are they more skilled as far as shooting the ball? Yeah. Yes. Are they more skilled in footwork? That's debatable. Are they more skilled in the type of what the moves they have in their bags, fadeaway jumpers, all that stuff? To me, that's debatable I, because you had to be you you had to be more creative and, and and do more with your footwork and the moves that you made. 
when the paint was clogged up or you were getting fouled more often and it not being called, you had to be more creative and, and, and be a better skilled with more moves basketball player, more than just a shooter, than you do now. All you got to do now is shoot. That, that, like yeah. You don't have to have a fadeaway jump shot. You don't have to have a back-to-the-basket game. You don't have to have great footwork or be a great ball handler anymore. If you can spot up and shoot a three, you're in the NBA. And that's why, yes, are they better shooters today? 100% all down the roster. Are they more flat-out skilled as far as moves they have in the bag? I, to me, I'd debate that, and I'd say no. Well, and they're – it's not just the NBA they're scoring more. Colleges are putting up 100 points a game. I mean, Alabama scored, what, like 100 points in four of the last six. I mean, we've scored 100. Kentucky's given up 100 a game. But, I mean, that's I'm, stuff that's happened before. Not really. Not this consistently. I How mean, many times have you seen a college team score 100 points in a game? I've seen you, it you quite get, a bit. The, 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 the analytics have played a part in that, uh, and, and more college teams scoring 100. But here, to me, here's the difference. I mean, Bama's shooting – well, I mean, what's Bama shooting from three? I mean, they're shooting 40 a game, you know? It's, to me, it's crazy. To me, Brett, here's the difference is in the NBA, you're looking up, and it's 100 points both teams every yeah. single night, it is, every yeah. single game. You only have two or three or four teams in college basketball, the UConns, um, the Alabamas, those type of teams, who are even getting to the 90s to 100s. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're not doing it every single night. And it goes back to, one, the game's officiated different. Two, you're allowed to play a zone to keep somebody in the paint at all times. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're not as skilled. I just – I wish that they would allow more – I'm fine with the analytic part. I'm fine with the threes, the rims. I'm fine with all that. But allow them to play some defense a little bit. Like, just give give the defense some kind of help of, of, of doing – being able to do something on the defensive end – it's basically like just Ole out there. Just I move out of the way because I can't touch you, and then it's a free run of the rim. Somebody may come over, and they had to kick it out wide open three. I, yeah, that's just where I'm at with the NBA and the, the All Star Weekend. As I said earlier, it's a joke. I mean, it, it, but but I, I'm, and I don't want to just crap on the NBA. It's the Pro Bowl's a joke. The NBA All Star Game's a joke. Like they want to do it, and I get it, but they 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 all have to figure something out. To, to fix it, to change it. The dunk contest has turned into a joke. What, it's all what, turned into a joke. Just going back to LeBron and the dunk contest, I don't understand Stephen A. Smith's, like, what he meant by that. Because his point was from the late 80s through the early 2000s, you had Dominique Wilkins, Kobe Bryant, all Vince high Carter, flyers, all these stars who wanted to be in the NBA dunk contest, who right. participated in the NBA. The high stars of the game participated. Everybody tuned in to see Vince Carter, Kobe, Michael, Dominique, all mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah. Your greatest star of, of the NBA at the time refused to get in it. Then, as Stephen A's point was, would love to put on dunk contest top dunks and layup lines and pregame to wow everybody and get you all excited. But then when it comes time for him to be in the NBA dunk contest, he didn't want to do it. And then not only that, in the one NBA dunk contest where he's on the sidelines, he said, I'm going to submit my name next year, which we all know LeBron's a big liar and he lies about everything. I'm going to submit my name in the NBA dunk contest next year, and then God just completely disappears and doesn't he's show not, up. He's not, a, he's not a dunk contest dunker, though. He's a in-game dunker. He's a power dunker. You're talking about we, guys that are high flyers with the Vinces and the Jordans and the Dominiques. I mean – Elevation, you but know. Those were some of the best guys in the LeBron's game at the time, too. Six foot ten. Like, what is it going to do if he goes out and loses McClung? Like, you know, like put him in his place. He's not beating Aaron Gordon and what Zach Levine did. 
He could. We, you, Those are the greatest dunks I've ever seen. Dwight Howard was seven. So you just need so, so, so if LeBron had, had done one, that changes the dunk contest. Dwight Howard just probably doesn't have a higher vertical leap than a lot of guys, but he won it because he's seven one. Like get in it and and show something, do something. But how that how would it have helped the dunk contest? Because everybody who tunes in to watch it because your biggest star on the stage is in it. It helps your ratings. It helps everybody tune in to want to see it, want to watch it. Everybody want, would want to see him in it. Everybody wanted to see Vince Carter in it because Vince Carter was a great dunker. He was one of the best players in the NBA. Same thing with Michael Jordan. Everybody knew who Michael Jordan was because he was the greatest player on the planet and he wanted to be in the dunk contest, so everybody tuned in to watch it. It's the same thing with LeBron. Everybody would tune in to watch it and make it more interesting because your greatest superstar on the planet is in it. But because he chose not to, he showed all the other superstars that I don't have to do it. It's the same thing with the super team. I mean, you've got an argument about. Everybody gets mad because of the, the super team. The superstars super in the league right now are It's not fair because the Golden State Warriors had a super team. The, the, best, dunk, the best players in the league aren't team. dunkers, Jordan. Right now, the best top ten players in the league right now are not dunkers. You can't name me one. I don't watch the NBA every single day. So I mean, is, Ta- is Tatum a dunker? Is Giannis a dunker? Is Jokic, Luka, Curry, Durant, Gilgis Alexander, all those guys, none of them, they're your superstars of the league. Not one's a dunker. Why can't we get John Moran in it? I, the one guy that I would say that should be in is Anthony Edwards. Zion. Zion, Zion can't even. Zion versus Zion. Zion. Yeah, Zion needs to do an eating contest during NBA All-Star Weekend I, I, versus Kobayashi. Or chestnut. That would be entertaining. See who could eat faster. Yeah. It no, wouldn't have would mattered. I'll let you go up here and have, and have your time back. And once again, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, the two greatest ever. Speaking Good. of liars. Speaking of liars, <laughs> who? Jordan's a liar. No, he is not. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Kobe ain't His top five. His airness? Y'all. His airness. Kobe ain't top five. Come on, y'all. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Kobe's not top five. No. no. Who's your top five? Come on, Jack. Ron, MJ, Kareem. Magic. Magic's probably in there. Give me Tim Duncan, man. Golly. Bill Russell. He's got 11 rings. Oh, he's the best. Don't you talk Ring. bad about Bill Russell. Okay. Don't talk bad about Bill. <laughs> Bill Russell, it was the greatest Celtic alive. Who's better, this Bill is. or Wilt? Who's better, uh, Who's better? Carmelo or Russell? <laughs> They played like they're they're on. First of all, it was a different generation yeah. with Bill. You could different you could knock a guy down and it wouldn't be a foul. I mean, obviously, Russell. The ref that, would go over there and be like, ever. "Son, get up! You're you're embarrassing yourself in front of Bill, the you greatest think, ever." You think Russell's better than Will? What? You think Russell's better no. than Will? Oh no! You say Will? Will? Yeah, it's Will. Lord have mercy! You all argue more than anyone I've ever seen in my life it's just debates this is i mean we have turned into Stephen a and max kellerman oh lord how dare you he is not max thank goodness for that <laughs> i'm just the girl sitting in the middle just like watching your Mo- you're molly too. yeah yeah molly. you propose the questions and sit back and watch <laughs> yep, the yep. can we stop using the word propose on this show <laughs> Can we please stop using that word? Goodness. He proposed a question. Isn't that what you're supposed to say? (sighs) 
How else do you say it? Did you propose the idea to stop saying propose? I propose the idea that we go to break. <laughs> Stay with us. Mark the tape with Marcus Young coming up next right here on the G.I. Jake Show. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just... Here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. It is time to mark the tape with Marcus Young. Marcus! Hello, Jake. Hi! So, uh, how's everyone doing? Everyone feeling good? Happy? I don't know. You need to look at Brett for that. You and him just doing good. back and forth with the banter. I'm doing great. Oh, it's just good. I'm glad to hear you, Jack. Friendly debate. Yeah, friendly debate. Um, just speaking yourself. of friendly... Speaking of friendly debates, J.J. Uh, Reddick is in the news after talking about oh, yeah. Doc. Don't know if you heard it. He was on uh, First Take saying, quote, I've seen this trend for years. The trend is always making excuses, talking about Doc Rivers, calling out, I don't know if you said he called out the Bucks for their uh, not taking accountability, or he, he's calling out Rivers for that. We get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard, just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player, but it's always an excuse. There's never accountability with this guy. I'm on Team JJ on this one. Oh, yeah. Doc has had some really good teams. He was coaching the 76ers with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler on that team, too. He was with the Clippers. When they had probably the was it, uh, he was the coach for Lob City, yeah. yes. So and that was one of the most entertaining teams probably in the last twenty years. Chris Paul kept getting hurt during his tenure though in the playoffs. He I like I like Doc as a person. I, I've listened to some of his interviews when he hasn't been the coach, and he's fun to talk. I like listen to, and uh, I think he's probably a guy that should be uh, in a booth somewhere talking about the game, not coaching anymore. Personally, uh, he. People can say, well, he won in 08. He had one good year where he was able to win it all. He hasn't done much since. He he gets you close, but then he just falls. And, you know, I think Pat Beverly tried to say something to him, too, to JJ. Yeah, he was mad at JJ. Trying to defend Doc. And he's saying that, you know, he gave you an opportunity when no one wanted you. Let's be real. Patrick Beverly will fight you. Well, yes. You don't provoke him. You do not provoke Patrick Beverly. But let's be honest. Not saying he's a great basketball player, but J.J. Raddick from three was – He was him. He, he was one of those guys that you could put in there and say, hey, I need a three. I, I can trust this guy to take a good shot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't like him in college. Obviously, no one did. He was a Duke player. But he was one of those guys who could, could get it done when he needed to in, in the clutch time. So, look, I look at Doc and I say, I, I agree with this. Mark the tape that – Doc Rivers is not going to do much with this Milwaukee Bucks team this season. They'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be uh, one and out. And next season, what would you do if they got beat by the Heat again? One and out. Yeah, they're they're they're. Okay. I just don't see much out of them. Okay. What if they got beat by the Heat again? Wouldn't shock me. It really, it really wouldn't. Um. But yeah, I, I I think Milwaukee's gonna get knocked out early, 
And next year, Doc will – they'll give Doc a full year, let him build the roster the way he wants to in the offseason. And then after year two of being in Milwaukee, Doc Rivers will get fired. He will not last long in Milwaukee. I think it's funny that I feel like the general consensus on Doc Rivers nowadays is that, yeah, he's overrated and not that good of a coach. But it was crazy because the media is never talking bad about him, it feels like. Oh, the media so loves him. For J.J. to do that on live TV was bold. And, yeah, the fact that he was a player for him like speaks volumes. And, yeah, it doesn't look good for Doc um, or the Bucks. I mean, yeah. The fact that they might not win a playoff series with They're, they'd play the Pacers right now, and that would be a fire series. No defense is being played. Yeah, Ooh, I'd like me some Halliburton in that series. Uh, I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton fan. He's not. How about that butt, voice? Though. Does that throw you off too? How he goes from like, yep. He he swaps his voice mid sentence. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't know how he does it. He doesn't re- like people bring it up to him and he doesn't realize it. it's crazy. Well, speaking of NBA, I'm going to stick with what we were talking about earlier. Just to give my two cents on what Tatum said, saying that he could be the face of the NBA. I love you, Tatum, but you're not the face of the NBA. You don't have the personality for it. You don't have, like, I get what Roberto said about. I get what Roberto said about uh, having someone like Jokic who doesn't have that big look-at-me personality, and I get that. But I think... Uh, I'm not mad at you, by the way. Yeah. I just had a foot cramp, like mid-segment. I was assuming that you punched, or not punched, like you kicked your foot in something and like stubbed your toe. That's what I was assuming that facial reaction was about. I just kept going. It hurt so bad. I could tell by the look on your face. You were in a lot of pain. Like right there at the R. I can't tell if... It was a cramp or five gout. Probably should find out. Well, there's a pharmacist out there with some extra allopurinol. Help me out. Reach out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Tatum fa- could be the face of the league. I unfortunately don't think. I could see uh, a lot of other guys have an opportunity that might make more sense. Now, also depends on when you start winning. If you start winning, you start to become a franchise true. face. Um, and so when he wins the ring this year, then maybe that will uh, – Maybe that will do something for him, you know? No one was saying that about Jokic, you know, this time last year. It, it took him the championship for people to be like, okay. Yeah, yeah literally, if, if he didn't player. win the championship last year, him being the face of the franchise, that people wouldn't say that. Never. So. Um, and, yeah, I it's definitely very championship-related. Like, I could see if the Celtics won back-to-back championships and he's averaging, like, at least just 25 in the finals, like, that's probably all it would take, back-to-back finals MVPs, like, you got to give him something there. Um, but, yeah, he his personality, like, it's not – he wouldn't even be the face. It'd be like his son, Deuce, would be the face of the league just because I feel like that's all I see. Oh, he's all over. I love seeing the kid, though. Tatum. He is. He's, he's, a, he's a, a cool kid. cool kid. Beats up people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to head over to uh, college basketball. If you guys are interested in some hot takes there, I don't know if you noticed. Absolutely. I don't know if you noticed. I was right about one of my hot takes. UConn win. I know. I put it in my top five thing, and and I forgot to actually put the money Buddy, down. For I it. went zero and five yesterday. I did a ten leg parlay, and I went zero and ten in that parlay. Can't believe really? you just admitted that. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's <laughs> like I'm just going to be open and honest with our listeners. Like that was probably the worst betting experience that I've ever had. It was awful. Yeah. Well, 
UConn went down. Couldn't get it done on the road. It's going to lead to a two-parter here. We're going to start with UConn. As UConn is the favorite to probably go back and win it again, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to make it deep into the playoffs this year. They don't do well on the road. I have concerns on how they're going to be in neutral site games. I know they probably, I think they've won their neutral site games this year, but it's now February. Things have changed. Usually your neutral site games are early in the year. Hmm. UConn is not going to be in the Final Four. I can see them hitting the Elite Eight. I love that take. But I don't see them in the in the Final Four. UConn is a very good team. They are probably the most standout team, sure. But March Madness is March Madness for a reason. I could see UConn getting to the Elite Eight and no further. So that's my prediction with them. As for tonight, we got some games that are going to come up that I'm curious about. If uh, anyone's interested in the SEC in particular, Alabama and Florida are going to be playing tonight. Number 24 and number 13. The reason this is important, because if Alabama goes down, Tennessee gets back into the, the lead race of the SEC regular season title. I know it may not mean much to you, but it means a little something to me, which is why I think Florida is going to upset Alabama tonight at, at Alabama. 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 I definitely think that Florida is a very shaky team. They've looked fairly good of late, but they've been a very up-and-down type of team this year. And I think this is going to be one of those weird moments where they're going to – I think they're a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, or not – sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Eight-and-a-half. Eight-and-a-half, yeah. Um, Alabama's eight-and-a-half, lower than what I would have thought. I, I like Florida in this one. Well, uh, I, I feel really good now because I had Bama covering the spread. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think Bama – Okay, I see Bama how it is. We're just going head-to-head, head, it right. seems like. You and I are just on opposite ends <laughs> every day, Jack. But the only thing – and Florida's favorites, maybe Alabama's looking ahead to Saturday because they that, got to Kentucky. Yeah. That's, that, I think, when you tie. Well, and that's another factor you have to put into the equation. I mean, then coming in ranked sounds makes mm-hmm. it a little different. You know, and they have been on a little bit of a roll, too. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Be worth watching. I think it's going to be a good one to watch. And uh, I think it's going to be important to see whether Tennessee, because right now they're up one game against Tennessee. So, I'm uh, I'm here for it. Um, final, final little thing for you. Let's see if I can, uh, put to get, I don't think anything's going to hit as good as it was yesterday when I predicted our, our, our season. Oh, you know what? We'll do this. Do what? People are going to be surprised by this. Oh no. FanDuel put out the rankings of all the NFL quarterbacks. Including possible. Including possible trades or moving to other teams or draft picks and rookies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, they had Will Levis at number 32. That's crazy. <laughs> now, here's what I'm going to say, and this is going to shock some people. So You, you got know, him at 31? Russell, if you're listening, you know, I know John's probably listening with yes. his golden boy child that he loves this man so much. <laughs> and all you Kentucky fans, he's not the 32nd worst quarterback. Oh. 36. 36, yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I don't see how you can predict – that, for example, J.J. McCarthy, who was ahead of him. I don't know how you can – J.J. McCarthy should not be – What team did they have him going to? Atlanta. That's – I don't insanity. see that making a lot of sense. 
Bryce Young, I don't see how you can put Bryce Young above him because I don't think this new coach is going to change much for that culture in Carolina. Their owner is an insane individual. He's an insane individual, and he is turning that franchise into a, a dumpster fire. At least Levis showed flashes. Like I don't remember a single Bryce, like, Bryce didn't show Young a lot highlight. But I'm going to put I this out I forgot that there. Bryce Young existed. There you go. Yeah. He was in a miserable spot. Do I think he's 32nd? No. Do I think he's high 20s? No. He's low 20s. They had Caleb, y- Caleb Williams as the top 10. Do you yeah, believe that? Yeah, which makes zero sense. Makes zero sense. Will Levis is not the worst starting quarterback in the league, but he's not. He's middle of the pack, low middle of the pack. That's what he is right 20s. now. 20s? Yeah, low 20s in my mind. 24, 25 maybe. He can potentially get better or he could get worse, and it's going to depend on this year. Which, by the way, I've heard that maybe the Titans will not be going for an offensive line in the first round pick and might go for a skill position because they need guys to score touchdowns. You thinking Brock? Can I ask you a quick question, Jake? Sure. When you're trying to throw – let's put any quarterback. Okay. Any quarterback in the league that you want. And it could be his golden boy Mahomes, or it could be, you know, someone like uh, Matthew Stafford or uh, Russell Wilson. Okay, I don't care who it is. Okay, if you don't have an offensive line to protect you, mm-hmm. but you have a top ten wide receiver, even a Marvin Harrison Jr., are you going to be able to get that ball to him the way you want to? If you don't have the time to get the ball to him, you're not going to be able to make anything. If you out don't of have the time to get the ball, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just gotta you gotta look to that Super Bowl with the Chiefs and Bucks. Like Pat had no time to get the ball out. They had nine points on the game because he was just getting blitzed every single and he had Tyreek Hill and he just couldn't. While I do get agree that this league is focused on the wide receivers and scoring touchdowns, and it should be. It's it's fun. It's exciting. And I think that this offense will bring that. Oh, it definitely is fun. I mean, look at you know, Tennessee Vols. Tennessee volunteer football. Think about that Jeremy Pruitt offense, how lethargic it was and how hard it was to watch. But then you look at what Josh Heupel's been able to do. Your first snap, guess what? It's no huddle. Immediately against Bowling Green his first game on that Thursday night. And the place went nuts. People were cheering. People were excited. It was fun. And here we are, three seasons in, about to be four, and it's still fun. I know it's not sexy. It's not the kind of pick that people want. It doesn't get you excited. But if you have a chance to get like a guy like Joe Alt at number seven, you take him. You take Brock Bowers. No. You take Joe Alt. Now, you got, you, you Bowers. Go, you go offensive line all day for that the only day. way I would take a wide receiver at seven right now is if by some miracle. Well, you don't need a wide receiver. You need a tight end. If by if by some miracle Marvin Harrison Jr. is there at seven, you take that you man up for that. and you bring him to Nashville and say. Take down your father's team. Be our Luke Skywalker. I think Skywalker. you just hope you get T. Higgins and you get Jeff Joe T. Higgins is not happening. He's going to frame. I agree, but I'm just saying. You there, yeah, he's he's staying in Cincinnati. Mike Evans? You take Mike Evans? Uh, he's getting old. He's still yeah, good, but he, he's still really good. But it's, he's putting up numbers with But here's the problem. We also thought Julio Jones was going to come in and do something. I know, yeah. but here's the thing. I want to. I, he look, had too many injuries, though. Mike Evans. We had our young wide receiver that you could build, and we traded away. For, for peanuts. For peanuts. He went to another level, though. What do you mean? He was he was heading that direction in Tennessee. Was he? Over 100 catches oh. worth? Oh, my. 
This is insane. Yes. On the track that he was at, because I looked up the stats, because I was prepared to, and I'll pull those stats back up. I have them somewhere, because I was ready to argue with Russell over this, because it was insane. He was Russell on, was on my side about this? He wasn't as concerned about the trade as I was. My point was... I didn't see this coming for when he was with Tennessee. He was on track to be the best wide receiver that this team has ever had, stats-wise. The best. Now, sure, he's in an offense now that probably throws the ball more than what we did, but the idea of having Derrick Henry-style offense is that you can still throw the ball deep because you're trying to stack that box. It's the same thing when we had CJ2K. You stack the box and you throw the ball deep to those guys who can make the, make the catch. A.J. Brown can make the catch. He, he was our DeAndre Hopkins that the Texans had. You draft a guy that's going to be the guy. It is much harder to draft the guy at wide receiver than it is at running back. If you asked me during that draft, hey, you want to trade A.J. Brown for a 16th overall pick or trade away Derrick Henry for a second? I'm trading away Derrick Henry. You can get a running back a dime a dozen in this league. You can get a running back a dime a dozen in this league. It's easy. What you can't get is a star like A.J. Brown, a star like DeAndre Hopkins. That's hard to do. Now, DeAndre's near the end of his career, but he's still playing at a high level. But to get an A.J. Brown, that's hard to do in this league, and we traded that away. He was 100% going to be the best wide receiver we've ever had, and that was before the trade. So, yes, I did see it coming. So, don't draft a wide receiver at 7, though. You don't need it. Because you're not going to be able to throw it to him because Will Levis, the madman that he is, doesn't go down and he'll get a concussion by week four. Like, he's he's going to kill himself out there because that's what he did at Kentucky. There you have it. That ah. is Mark the Tape with Marcus Young. Presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer and you might need one after listening to that. I do. Goodness. Let's go with one of the White Claw Vodkas. Must be 21 and older. Please drink responsibly. Stay with us. Final segment of the program coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. White Claw. Del- You all, goodness, can you all, like, I don't know. Both of you all need to go. It's championship or bust with this guy. Well, what do you mean? It's a winner's it's win. It's hard to make the playoffs in the NFL, and he's hating on Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyle my Murray's God. An awful it is time to fill out the G.I. Jake right Show betting tracker presented by SM Athletics. Start with Brett's bad beats. Brett. Golly. All of Marcus's takes. How about that? I got three. I got three uh, soccer today. I've got Arsenal, Barcelona, and Liverpool all winning money line. And then I got two basketball. Uh, I've got Colorado State plus seven and a half at New Mexico. And then I like LSU getting six and a half versus Kentucky at home tonight. I think Kentucky's looking past them. Uh, LSU hasn't been bad. They just had a big road win. I think it'll be a competitive game. Kind of like we saw last night in our game, so I think LSU keeps it close. Lord have mercy, Jack. All right, so first game I got Oklahoma State at Cincinnati. I like Oklahoma State to cover the spread there. 
Um, we've got Florida at Bama. I like Bama to cover their spread of eight and a half. Duke at Miami. Duke's won four straight. Miami's lost four straight. I like Miami to cover. Um, then we got Colorado State at New Mexico. I like uh, Colorado State plus seven. And then Indiana, Nebraska. I'm just taking the Indiana money line. All right, Marcus. Uh, trying to put something together. Uh, skip me for a moment. All righty. We're going to skip Marcus for the time being. Just for a moment. I'll put some together for him. Just fade him, too. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Goodness. All right. I'm going to ride with Illinois minus 7.5 tonight against Penn State. Duke minus 6.5 against Miami. Dayton minus 2.5 against George Mason. DePaul plus 26.5 against Marquette. That's really the only one I'm worried about with all this. And then we're going to take Kentucky minus 6.5 against LSU. Marcus. Hello. Hi. I've put something together. Okay. I'm not exactly excited about it, but I've done it. Oh, God. I'm trying to appease the overlords. Um, so I've gone straight hockey, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So there are five games tonight. Works okay. out for me. Doing all money lines? No. Oh, no. You ain't doing that Florida game? Florida Bama? Not confident in it, huh? <laughs> Fine, we're going six. We're doing oh, we're no. doing six. So we're gonna take uh, Florida money line. I don't even know what it is. Money line plus three hundred. Yeah, we'll do it. Plus three hundred Florida over Alabama. This is what you've done, Jack. Uh, for the hockey though, um, I've got Montreal money line uh, against the Buffalo Sabers at home. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, actually, despite their record, which is kind of abysmal, they're playing the Flyers, but I like the Blackhawks at home, money line. Boston Bruins on the road to Edmonton. I feel good about that, plus 106, so I'm going to take Boston Bruins on the road. Uh, then we go to the puck line. Toronto Maple Leafs, minus 1.5 over Arizona. Arizona's been abysmal. I could see Toronto winning this game uh, by 2. And then I've got Columbus and Anaheim, two terrible teams. Uh, under six and a half goals for that game. So that's my hockey. And then, yeah, if you want to throw a six one in there, Florida money line, Alabama. Book it. Going, going to Florida. Or Florida going to Bama to take the win. You got me all turned around, Jack. You're learning. I'm, I'm proud of you. I got you. That is the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker presented by SM Athletics. All the stuff down there. If it has a web logo on it, guess what? $5. Stanley Cups, tumblers, shirts, crewnecks, hoodies, adult, youth, hats, adjustable, not adjustable, fitted. Got it all down at SM Athletics. Check it out. 10625 Checkerboard Lane, zip code 37932. Just get off a of level road, head towards Lexington or Murdoch, and you are right in that vicinity. Check them out online at smathletics.com. So, you all have been the most argumentative people today that I have ever had the pleasure. Oh, buddy. You all have argued from the time that you walked in until now. You all have done nothing (laughs) but argue. Well, you attacked my hair. That's not, you know, I got to defend myself. I just didn't think a buzz cut would be the right move for you. No, let's clarify what you said. First of all, ain't a single person in here would look good with a buzz cut. I looked okay when I weighed about 140 pounds and put on an army uniform. It's actually your fault. You proposed the question. What do you mean? Didn't you ask who looked the best with a buzz cut? No, John Reed 
Ask Marcus if he did something different with his hair because he looks like a member of Fallout Boy. I've been wearing a beanie, so no one's seen my hair. My hair's getting longer. I need a haircut. I'm aware. Could you imagine Marcus with a buzz cut? No, I, I told you what would happen if he what? did. Who would look the ugliest no, 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 in here no, no, with no, a buzz no, no. cut? Let, let him finish. Let him finish. Well, I said your hair looked a little thin on top. It's not thin on top. Take that back. Okay. I, I have talked to uh, professionals <laughs> about it because that's a big fear of mine. I'm not going bald. I've got strong hair. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because whose hairline is it that you get normally? It's like your mo- your. It's your mom's. Mom's dad, yeah. So all. So the your men, maternal grandfather. All the men on my mom's side have strong heads of hair, uh, and the reason why I ask is my dad's side. They all are. They're all going bald, like they're losing their hair. My dad's probably got the strongest out of all of them, and so and it's not going well. Y'all saw the picture of my great grandfather. I said, didn't, didn't y'all? Yeah, mm, yeah. Did you did you see how much hair that man had? Yeah, you're. Gonna I got nothing good. to worry about. Nope. And neither do I. I think that guy was Rats. 80 years old, and he, like, there was no gray in that hair. I'm in good shape. And also, minus the five gray hairs that I pulled out. Just of my because beard. he disagrees with my points on what I'm right about when it comes to basketball and football, it doesn't mean that we're like at each other's throats or anything. He just doesn't see the light yet, and that's okay. I was just disappointed in you today, really. You think Kyler Murray is a good quarterback? Come on. Yes, I do. He's not. Okay. He plays video games instead of studying. Okay. So? So we can clearly see how that's worked out it for was him. I will say. He's a rookie of the year. He's been to the playoffs. In so was years. Vince Young. Vince Young was rookie of the year. How did that put... turn out? How did that turn out? Oh, my gosh. I can't even. Why? He was why? on the cover just of Madden. Why? Everyone thought Vince Young was the next guy. What happened? He went to the wrong organization. The wrong organization. Okay. Yes. All right, Chiefs Kingdom over there. I love y'all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all have made my job so easy today, and I appreciate y'all. Yeah, me and Jacob just got to sit back. And- we do have all baseball today. Oh yeah. We got another game. Cool. Some play? people care about Who that. Play? ETSU. I feel like last night's game was kind of close. Was that was yeah, that three, normal or three, two. baseball's just weird, dude? Okay. Yeah, I can't rock with it. Oh, they nice. won. That's all that matters. Basketball won. Baseball won. That's all that matters. I mean, Wake Forest, Winning. number one team in the country, lost to Greensboro oh, last yeah, night. That's a good point. And what? Florida lost to St. John's. Yeah. Yeah. Winning is all that matters. That's it's all that matters. Except games. for when it comes it's to a, a championship, apparently. You, you can lose in the finals and it still count. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Jack. The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't